Welcome to the UDP Broadcast, a podcast where a group of friends get together and talk about gaming-related topics and offer both informed and uninformed opinions. I'm Luminary, and I'm accompanied today by the co-hosts, the Nordic Cajun. I'm back, baby. The Eternal Barcode, Imi. Who's not on mute. Hello, Yay. everyone. And from the Emerald Dream, Reina the Crit Chicken. I'm going to pump you up. Yeah. I don't know. That was a bad, that was a bad. That was a good reference. SNL I reference, though. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> or I guess Looney, or no, Tiny Tunes, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah they, they took it from Tunes. SNL. Yeah, I know. Like you said, Tiny Tunes, and that song goes to my head. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Episode 44, Gate to the Stars. But before we get to that, Aimee has an important message. I do. So with every bit donation, subscription, ad watch, and all that stuff, uh, obviously we get revenue from that. 10% of all of that revenue is going to go to the Trevor Project. And the mission of the Trevor Project is to end suicide among gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, and questioning young people. And just a quick reminder, this is an opinion show and does not reflect official company policies or views. In other words, we're poor, we have uninformed opinions, and please don't sue us. <laughs> please, no litigation. Yes. <laughs> so, Gate to the Stars. Um, this week's news has been horrifically Starfield. And... Um, <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I started looking, because I play Starfield. I, I got the uh, premium edition so I could play early because, oh my god, Bethesda fanboy, wee, right? They seem like they did a great job <laughs> with that case. Like 300 <laughs> bucks for that case? Jesus. Yeah, more more on that later. Oh, I, I didn't get the case. I, I got the, just the premium edition. I would love the case. That smartwatch is dope. Like, That's it, 300 bucks, I've... but it's so cool looking. Yeah, it depends on how much immersion you want. Like, I guess if you want your crew members texting you on your watch while you play the game, I mean. Yes, that's pretty sick. <laughs> I mean, I would wear it just to play the game, honestly. Like, <laughs> kind of like the Pokemon Go thing where it's like you just kind of like whip around your ball and you're like, hey. <laughs> <go."> <laughs> that, uh, yes. I'm going to whip my ball around. Don't yeah. whip my ball back and forth. I whip my ball back and forth. A little bit of commentary on the news feed that's been coming through because Starfield was such a huge release. They're doing stuff like how to activate your grav jump. Bruh, it's like explained like within the first 30 minutes of the game. I don't like it seems like games journalism has focused on just shitting out articles just to shit out articles. And it's kind of pissing me off. Um, I know a while back, Aimee was telling me that we should probably filter our bot to get rid of anything with how to. And yes. uh, I think that's going to be a thing. I, the problem is I don't want to miss out on it. I thought about opening up a separate forum for all the how to garbage. So that way it filters out into a separate dumping ground. <laughs> and have that have like a, like a two minute retention. <laughs> well, it's in days. I could probably do like two days, maybe. No, one. less than that. <laughs> less than that. Like just none. <laughs> Got the, so the words, what I've noticed with the headlines when it comes to actual gaming news, not a single one of them has ever had the word guide or, and like less than half a percent have ever had the words how to that didn't involve like a walkthrough of some sort yeah and it, well walkthrough is another uh, term we can filter out well with the with, with the current like influx of stuff like i could totally do that um some but it's also almost halfway entertaining seeing some of the stuff like 
how to jump effectively in or and it's just like it's 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 the Y button or it's the A button or it's whatever like it's it's all basic stuff. It's like they loaded it into an AI. It's like tell people how to jump in Starfield. It's like okay, boss, here's this, and they're like sold. Send it to press. So I mean, you're probably not wrong in that assessment. Yeah, but it seems like every new game release, and I've noticed this over the last year since I built this damn thing, that that tends to be the trend. It's like how to basic, except without all the eggs and angry. I yeah. introduced how to basic to <laughs> and little man the other day. We sat there for a good hour, just dumbfounded at the things this guy does. I, I, I've never <laughs> seen my wife stare at the TV with the most disgusted, shocked look on her face <laughs> since the um, the prison scene on Outlander. He's he's so, doing shorts now, so just imagine. Oh, no, <laughs> short form how to basic. Lord help us all. Yeah. YouTube.com at HowToBasic. That's probably the best uh, tutorial site you'll ever see because it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I understand the crit and the code. We're both playing Baldur's Great Theory, and they have been hinting in a lot of stuff across all the Discord servers that I'm uh, a member of, of some of ah. the adventures that they're actually having. And I, I, I want to open this up to crit and Imi to tell us about their adventures. Let us live vicariously through your adventures. Please. I'm living <laughs> vicariously through uh, the barcode. I'm still playing in my uh, reality world of World of Warcraft, but I've been kind of like helping or giving the barcode some suggestions on how to properly talk to the folks of Aldergate. Yes, uh, I was initially going to do an evil run because I like to play evil. No, but yeah i know really not you dude no of course not uh but then reina of course decided that um, maybe evil is horrible and she's been guiding me i think <laughs> it's funny there's been a couple times or well, not a couple times many times where she's been like hey you should probably answer this or you should probably go talk to that person and in, you know in my head i'm not even thinking about talking to them i go talk to them and like something super awesome happens so she's been a great asset for keeping me mostly on track and you know keeping focus on the cool stuff i uh just before the show here we I, I just decided to go explore part of the map and came up to a cliff and automatically got into combat and i was like what <laughs> that was fun uh the game overall holy shit i mean aside from the stupid pathing of your uh your own teammates i mean do you guys remember starcraft one with the oh, yeah. goliath Mm -hmm. I never played the game, so okay. you're so if you look up Goliath Starcraft One Goliath uh pathing, it's just broken. It is so broken. The the these characters have the worst fucking pathing in some instances. Uh if there's acid on the ground, instead of pathing around the acid, they just go right through it. Or they will stand there you know, in the acid waiting <laughs> until your player character gets far enough ahead that then they're like, oh, maybe we should follow after you. Meanwhile, they're standing there taking damage. Their feet are just nubs. At this they're point. just idiots. <laughs> it, if I had to complain about the game, it's the pathing is garbage. I've seen better pathing in StarCraft. You know and what? Warcraft 1. <laughs> my chief complaint is I really wish I had a slider scale on how big I can make my D. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they had that totally in Cyberpunk. 
and Conan, you can you can make it uh, monster sized. I was right. I was gonna fire it up for you so I could show you just uh, the the player character uh, making. No. Yeah, you can make those things like <laughs> you can you can make you can make an elephant embarrassed. Uh, I, I, I didn't mark this stream as mature, so. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can make, you can make your trunk longer than an elephant in Conan, okay? I mean, elephants have trunks. They're kind of long. Humans have trunks. They're kind of smaller in comparison, but you can make it fairly long in that game. Human horn, grinded into a fine powder. Yeah, Listen, if I'm going to be a hero character, especially if I play a male, I want to at least make sure I feel like I'm well equipped to be a a hero character you absolutely know I mean? oh sure it's overall though i mean outside of the garbage pathing i love the game it is a lot of fun it is frustrating as hell sometimes uh i tried one fight about what was that today i thought what three four five times and each time i was about to get a tpk and i was like or total party kill if you don't play D. &D. Mm -hmm. that's what tpk stands for yeah. basically everyone wipes and I was just like, no, I'm going to relive this. And it took me, I think it was four or five tries before I finally got that one. It was a good fight, a tough fight, but I really enjoyed it. So I, the, the play is fun. The, the UI I love. It's, it's a very fairly intuitive UI for the most part. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it looks very familiar. It looks a lot like, uh, at least from what I've seen, it looks it's it's, push it's button like, like wow. It's like wow or Diablo. It, it's very helpful for the most part it's it's very clean i like the look of it uh no fov slider so you lose like minus a bajillion points uh total biscuit will be rolling in his grave no, mm -hmm. no fov gotta have one there yeah, are I some mean, tracking issues with the camera uh but hmm? how many bugs do they fix in this most recent patch oh yeah the the newest the the latest patches of what august 23rd over a thousand glitches and bugs were patched oh nice yeah. Hashtag so it just works. You 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 might sit there and be like, oh my god, that sounds atrocious. Why would you have that many? This thing is a giant ass release. It is a, over a hundred gigs in size. Uh mm. they one of the first things they had to do was increase or get sorry, get rid of the actual like save file limit, because apparently there was a limit to the size of your save file. But they realized that people were just going and exploring, and of course that was chewing up save file space. So eventually they just got rid of the cap so now it's as you know as big as you have hard drive space and coming you know, up on it, the next udp broadcast how does stripe discs absolutely <laughs> actually see i don't even use stripe discs i well i kind of do but i also use uh, a mock l2 cache system which is fantastic but anyways that's getting into uh turbo nerd stuff i I, use oh, I i have got a turbo nerd story for you after the podcast i'm i'm, I'm using tur uh was it uh primo cache to uh to do l2 caching on a whole one terabyte drive by itself it's amazing mm. but anyways back to the story of uh the game i i'm loving it the storyline is fun uh there, there are times when i don't feel like i have very much in the way of direction in what i should be doing next the uh, the one drawback I do have is that your map is only centered on the map you're physically on. So if I'm in, say, a dungeon area and I want to go look at the main land map, I can't. And you would think you're holding a map. Why can't you just, like, flip the page? I mean, that, that's just a minor gripe. But overall, it's just it's so much fun. I'm really enjoying it. I can't thank uh, Crit enough because she was the one who bought it for me. I was going to wait for it to go on sale. And 
I just saw it in my uh, my Steam inbox saying, you have a gift. I was like, oh, was like, it's so much fun. Well, yeah. you're courteous of chickens. Yeah, I've been considering getting that game for a while, um, especially since uh, the Senate of a, uh, a spiffing Brit had put in his um, his walkthrough on how to break the game with barrels. I think it was like telekinesis. Oh, I hadn't done that. I, I was just planting barrels and then shooting them and then one-shotting bosses. <laughs> well, that's that's the way to do it. And that you know that's the beautiful part about those type of games is finding solutions that aren't exactly just you know putting the pointy end of your your stick to the boss. Well, sometimes you know you you just you have people that try and get away and warn others, and you're like, no, if I just one-shot everything, then everything's dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just toast. And it works out very well. <laughs> very nice. Well, I know that uh, in one of the servers you were talking about uh, lewd adventures. What was going on with yes. that? So <laughs> the, uh, the current character, so uh, this game has actually some really fun uh, integrations. You can actually have Twitch integrate uh, integration where Twitch can, Twitch players or uh, viewers can actually vote on your dialogue options. So they steer the conversations. Oh, that's nice. It's oh. horrifying. Oh, no. Uh, but. <laughs> There, there is a lewd mode where you can have uh, lewd convers like lewd interactions with the players, where you might be talking and you'll have lewdness. There's lewd scenes, and then there's a third mode that allows you to share that lewdness with your friends. <laughs> uh, so my my current character, I, I saw somewhere on uh, I think it was Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Fuck that guy. Nope. Uh, I saw somewhere on Twitter. Twixter. There we go. Twixter. No, I, I saw somewhere on there that uh, somebody was calling Baldur's Gate 3 like the, the most buy of buy games ever that, to go buy. I'm like, yes. So my <laughs> character, his goal is to nail everybody. Very nice. But, but. That's what all warriors strive for, my boy. Absolutely. You will get uh, stabbed one way or another. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the penetration shall happen. Mm. Uh except when you're going down to the go see the Titanic and then you need a ball. Uh, hey, yeah. uh, it's never going to die. I'm uh, never going to get tired of that shit. I'm never going to get tired of that. Fuck those nope. guys. Uh, that ship has sailed <laughs> and that sub has sunk. The, yeah. <laughs> There's only one person I feel sorry for and that was the kid. Oh, man. Anyways, it's been a lot of fun and uh, Rain has been uh, my co-pilot the entire time. She's been enjoying it as well. Uh, helping me out with, uh, you know, dialogue options or, you know, whatnot. And on the next playthrough, I'm going to uh, completely, and it's in the title of the game, so it's not a spoiler, I'm going to completely embrace the whole concept of the urge. And you'll have to play the game to find out what that means. But I'm going to go a total dark, horrible run, see how many of my uh, normal band of misfits and uh, fuckos I can kill <laughs> uh, right in the beginning, because I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun to do a fully evil mode. I, I know it's probably a bit like for the alignment chart, but the fact that you were talking about lewd and all of a sudden talking about the urge, it just brings into a whole different perspective of what it could be. <laughs> well, lewd that urges <laughs> shall <laughs> intensify. Yes. <laughs> Too bad you can't just like have total horny mode where you just like like oh hey hag. Is that, is, is that really a, a mode? So that's literally a mode like you got, okay, how would you like to play the game? Easy, normal, hard, and I hate myself. And by the way, um, how aroused what? would you like to be? So kind it of, feels like that sometimes. You just slide the slider all the way to, yes. <laughs> yeah, hard, <laughs> hard has a sub menu of 
It's hard, as in it's got it's hard, and then the first yeah. option is difficult. Second option, yes. Mm. No, the first option would be flaccid. <laughs> Sad boys. <laughs> oh man. Limp noodle. Now, I guess my only question for you now, uh, Amy, is I know you're you're. Oh my god! There's mods already. Oh, no. <laughs> you knew there were mods coming. Oh, dude, oh fuck! The mods are gonna be insane for no. this game. New character but, um, creation preset. Oh no! No, no. My, my 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 main question is with the the loot escapades. Who is your favorite um, characters to woo, as it were? Uh, I'm trying to nail everybody in my camp. I'd say Bitey Boy. Excuse me. Do you have a hole? May I occupy it? I think that's... yes. I mean, one that's... of them has a bunch of puncture wounds, but that's I'm, I'm, <laughs> those are extra holes. We can go there. Oh. Absolutely, I, stuff those. I oh my god! Sadly... That my wife sent me a picture of the evacuated eye socket flashlight. So that's what just came to mind when you said Whoa. that. Wait, what was this eye socket what? flashlight? I am intrigued. Evacuated eye socket flashlight. So Where you would you buy one of those? Your skull. <laughs> Wherever major flashlight retailers sell I mean, them, don't I don't do know. It. Don't do it. I'm gonna I will you. gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, going to dis uh, I'm going to disown you. That is a fantastic <laughs> movie reference. If you know, you know. I know. Indeed. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. I'm, I'm going to disown We're, we're going to watch that movie. No. It is. Uh, yeah, it's. It was done. What, when was that made? 1970 something? What I was don't it? Know, but I'm scared. Sure, IMDb knows. What was the name of it? Um, that's Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that's Apocalypse Now. It, Stanley Kubrick made it. 1979. So it's going to be. Yeah. So it's going to be all kinds of, you know, absolutely fucked up. It. Oh no! Sorry, it's not Apocalypse Now. It is part of Full Metal Jacket. Oh, and such God. wonderful things of. Oh wait, that's not gonna play. Damn it! Never mind. Nineteen eighty-seven oh. for Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Old school. And yeah, Full Metal Jacket was absolutely amazing. Next to Major Pain, Apocalypse Now, I think is one of my. Holy Jesus! What, what is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yes. No. <laughs> Crit, you've been playing a little bit of Baldur's Gate three when you've had time to breathe and sleep. Um, tell us about your adventures. I'm not playing it. I'm playing through Imy. Oh, vicariously. You just mentioned that. Yeah. Mm, I had the dumbs. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Eventually, I'll I'll do it. It's just like I've just been trying to get a mage up in classic WoW, and I mean, I kind of took a a backseat with the hardcore stuff because that community is starting to piss me off but yeah why don't you expound on that tell us about oh, your wow yes. adventures let's hear about what you've done like you have a lot of great stories coming through on twitter but uh i, I made a bunch of nerds angry What's up, she did it was that. amazing uh well i was like well he's not number one well are you always this annoying when it says you know no 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 it's number not number one it's the official server i'm like you're discounting season of mastery Con context needed uh this was the first to level 60 in hardcore in, in the official quote-unquote server for hardcore but yes. you know hardcore has been going on for many many years and i was like trying to say hey what don't discredit the people that 
were the first people, you know, to get the idea to get to level. And they're like, well, what about the appeals? I'm like, Soul of Iron buff and Season of Mastery. You can't appeal that. If you die, you die. You know? So, whatever. Stay mad. I don't care. <laughs> I blocked yeah, a few sure. people because of it. And I'm just like, you know yeah, what? I'd live for the random drama that you have when it comes to these nerds on World of Warcraft and stuff. I, when I see you start a thread, I'm like, uh-oh, it's about to get good. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm, what am I supposed to be mad at? They're, they're, like, calling me, like, names, telling me to go outside. I'm like, dude, tell that to the person that spent freaking 70 hours leveling to 60. I don't want to hear it. Kids these days, they don't understand. I'm not even, not even kids, probably... Manchild, yeah. Well, the worst part is, you know, people are quick to jump and then don't ask for clarification as to, you know, what anyone's talking about. And it's not that she was, like, shitting on the guy for hitting level 60 in, in uh, the official server. It was more a comment on how everybody but seemed to have forgotten that this dedicated community of players in WoW were the first ones who started that whole movement of like, you know, they, they had an add-on that would tell you who died at what level and everybody, when you start your character, you would go get a buff that disappears when you die and you can never get that buff again. So you would know if someone's playing a, a tune that had died once, you know, you could appeal your, your, your death. But you, you know, couldn't have... You what? But because of the Soul of Iron buff that was yeah, implemented by WoW, uh, that was an official thing put in the game by wow for a season of mastery which is now in place with hardcore server you can still get the soul of iron buff in uh i think Undercity and then iron forge in the hardcore sor- servers now i was like you can't appeal that if you die you can't bring and the thing is too i'm like if it wasn't official for that then why do you have people transferring their hardcore their hardcore characters to get the immortal title you know when wrath lich king regular server and they're like oh you shouldn't talk about private servers i'm like season mastery wasn't a private server yeah people got really salty for no good reason only one person did it and i appreciate that yeah that person they they took the time to have a reasonable conversation with you and i I read that and it was like oh that's actually good to see (laughs) like it it's really weird how people are just like, nah, I'm going to jump all over this. I actually had to block a friend because of it, because out of a couple of years, the only thing that they could actually do was say, I love you, but I'm like, no, you're not going to give me a backhanded uh, comment like that. Now you can, you can continue staying out of my life. I love mm-hmm. you. Is that like the equivalent of like, bless your heart? Pretty yeah, much. Well, yeah. I felt. It's one of those things where like everything before the word but uh is a lie and then everything <laughs> after it is what they meant to say correct this You're i don't like, mean to be i don't mean to offend you but get ready i'm about to offend you yeah it's like oh okay well shut the fuck up <laughs> if you don't mean to offend me shut your mouth i understand people, what you're saying but like yeah no i totally get it a lot of people joined my block list so i yeah. i mean you know between the whole like i got like 10,000 impressions i had uh you know, just people just being salty, calling me gimp, calling me this, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I really wish you guys would actually bring your opinions of me to um, the social contract in World of Warcraft and see how long you'd survive social car- contract hardcore. 
before your account yeah. gets banned. Mm. Yeah, well, it's a shame because I know that you were all about it last week. You were rocking your hunter, showing us in the post show, like all the cool stuff that you were doing and how active it was, and showing us all the last words with the um, the hardcore mod. I guess that works with uh, the uh, the new hardcore service. Yeah, Deathlog. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's inescapable, but yeah, it's like, oh well, you can't appeal these. I'm like, there's a lot of people that didn't appeal in the other servers, so you know getting to rag with the soul of iron buff you know i'm sorry for like dwelling on that it's just kind of like ugh. yeah that's all good i don't know this we, we we live for this kind of stuff like this, I this like i said it's entertaining as hell i'm not gonna you, lie you're that, right <laughs> and also you're on right. top of that it's like i know like a lot of people that were joining the com the threads are just like there for attention like whatever <laughs> My transmog's better than yours. <laughs> I look better than you. <laughs> you would be much cooler if you sent nudes. Like, what the fuck? That blew my Whoa. mind. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, what was that? I rarely followed your, your, your threads, but that happened? Yeah, the yeah. person that was telling me that I'm salty and this and that and that they're, you know, I'm... I'm just there to get like validated and they like to be humiliated and this and that. And they're trying to oh. say their transmogs better. And, you know, I'd be cooler if I actually would send nudes. I'm just like, yeah, that was, that's fucked up. What is wrong yep. with these people? Yeah. Oh, there's there's not, not enough time of the day. Lumi. Not enough time of the day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no doubt. Like that was, that was a loaded <laughs> question to begin with. <laughs> oh no. I mean, so, you know, we've actually shifted from, from, a generation of um, stereotypical males are your stereotypical gamers, and they are neckbeards, and they, you know, they live in their mother's basement, and that's that's effectively what they do, and that's not the case. And I know that uh, earlier this last year, or maybe it was a few years ago, they were talking about like girl gamers are like fifty nine percent of the, or like up to almost fifty percent. Of Good. the uh, current gaming population, great. Yes, we need more females. I see more. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, like absolutely. Like I believe, like I've always been a firm believer that games is 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 the glue that binds us all together as far as like teamwork is concerned. Given the right you know format, depending on what game it is, right. But if they have to understand, and they said something about transmog. We don't have transmog in classic, so I don't know what their point was with that. <laughs> so it's like I'm better than you. It's like okay, so you send nudes to people in hopes that they actually carry you and hope that your gear is better by that. And like you know, transmog has nothing to equate to with skill. Nope, it does not. It's it's, it's the stickers on the race car. Yep. And honestly, I probably would have been more invested in like with this podcast. I'm not gonna lie. There's been plenty of times where I actually go to work. And I kind of, I look at raid night, you know, Friday and Saturday, and I'm just like looking at it and they're like, well, are you going to raid tonight? And I'm like, uh, no, because I have a podcast and no, because I want to work. See, if I wanted to devote my life to actually, you know, rolling my face on the keyboard as a holy paladin <laughs> and Wrath the Lich King, I could do that. I could do that. No problem. I've been carrying raid groups like like even into old war like i'm top healer in my guild as it is so yeah, i'm awesome. not i'm not gonna say like you know people are asking me where i've been and this and that and just you know i was dealing with hurricanes and stuff like that i growing you know becoming older and becoming more responsible i don't feel the need to devote 
most of my time in World of Warcraft. Like, especially when my main guilds, like even I could, I could get transmog. I could get a lot of transmog if I wanted to. My guild still in retail does a bunch of, you know, uh, transmog runs and stuff like that. I see the notification. Do I go? No. Why? Because I, I go to the beat of my own drum. If I want to do something, I'll do it. You know, I've done Wrath of Lich King. I've grinded my reputation with Alterac Valley. I got my, my ram. I got my wolf. I did both sides. I grinded out Alterac Valley. I got a lot of achievements. I've got a lot of kills, you know, Tanan Jungle with PvP and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've experienced a lot of stuff. And I don't think, I don't think I will ever get back to my glory years because most of my friends in D7 no longer play you know Jalen no longer plays wow you know there's a lot of people that aren't around anymore and I cannot relive the same thrill that I got back in Emerald Dream back in Warlord of Draenor nope. the, you know the initial um, experience that I actually was around for when I met Aimee you know keeping him out of trouble I will never <laughs> I can tank as a warlock I will never get that again. I will never get that again. And I think that's more heartbreaking than anything else. Like, I don't care about transmog. I don't care about mythic dungeons. I don't, I miss what I had, but I'm glad that what I still have. It's always the camaraderie, right? I've gone back to games like, so my, my guilty pleasure has always been EverQuest. And, um, and that's what, what brought me back was the people I played with. I tried coming back and playing again. Uh, after all those people had left that platform, and it's just not the same. I, I totally get the idea of what you're saying. Like, you'll never get those memories back. I have lots and lots of fond memories and adventures on my server on that particular game. And uh, even even in WoW, when I came back in Wrath of the Lich King, there was like a whole guild that I was uh, that I was a part of, and I was their raid leader, and it was it was pretty good. Like, it, life was good. You don't understand, though, like, after our PvP excursions, we would go into the middle of Dalaran, and we would trot around on Mammoths late at night, yes. listening to Eye of the Tiger. Yes. And <laughs> it's that camaraderie. That's amazing. And unfortunately, the guild leader um, passed away last year. Like, it's going to go on one year now, and mm. I'm never going to get that same experience back, because he's gone. Mm -hmm. And yep. th it's, he can't be replaced. Do I, do I care about gear? No. Do I care about the friends that I make? Yeah, but like, I think it's just like, you have this, there, there's a reason, like going back to the whole thing, there's a reason why there's hardcore servers. Give credit to where things are due and don't take away from them. And someone's like, well, we're not discrediting them, sweetie. I'm like, uh, you kind of are. Yeah. It would have been nice had Blizzard even just acknowledged the uh the hard the original hardcore community yes it was on public servers like on the, the blizzard servers yes you could appeal a dc but you couldn't get the soul of iron again like once that buff was gone it was gone so it kind of you know says something about your level of play if you're able to you know play that game and maintain that soul of iron buff for you know as long as you have that character and it would have been really nice for them to sit there and say like hey you know this you know, wouldn't be a thing or wouldn't be possible without the dedicated support of the people who played, you know, the, uh, 
the hardcore mode on you know whatever servers people were playing it on and and that would have been cool i think that would have done really well to you know obsidian so edge. just acknowledge where they came from acknowledge the roots obsidian edge of season of mastery where people transferred to had to take all their characters and transfer it to wrath of lich king classic official server you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's just it's been like i had to mute that whole thread uh because it was so it was getting crazy you know ten thousand impressions and people responding with whatever you know just to randomly get an equipment like yeah whatever why did you take the time like why because they're bored yeah it's what makes their life meaningful and that's the hard part about it right it's the wrong type of energy that makes their their, their life meaningful and while you don't want to take that away from them fuck those guys like yeah, it's, just... it's like it makes live journal look like it's you know how they had back in the day live journal. We know drama. Like no, you freaking act like your high school little twits. <laughs> That's probably why they changed the name from Twitter because there's a bunch of fucking twits on here. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, there was an article that came across this week that I thought was hilarious. Apparently, the muskrat uh, showed up at a Valorant tournament and he was booed off stage. Yes, nice. He, oh my god! So he was so upset. Uh, he looked angry, and I could not help but laugh. Uh, he legit got booed. People then started chanting, bring back Twitter. And he <laughs> just looked even more and more upset. And it's one of those things of like, you might be the richest person on the planet, but people fucking hate you. And the fact that you can't see that or recognize that you are not as popular as you think you are and people legitimately hate you, you're just so full of yourself. You should just, like, I don't know, choke on a bag of pretzels. <laughs> but you're, you're literally turning freaking Twitter into what happened to MySpace. But yeah. you're doing it by pouring the gasoline on yourself. Didn't and Justin Timberlake buy, buy MySpace? I remember that was the last news I heard about it, and then it just Wait, blew what? Off. Yeah, Justin Timberlake like bought MySpace or bought into MySpace, one of the two, to turn it into they, the they next were, uh, music platform. They were Holy to shit, MySpace it. still exists? Yeah. yeah. Might, uh, now I gotta look. I don't know. This was like... like I just a... opened it up. Holy shit. Maybe <laughs> I'll make a comeback. Somebody had me on MySpace. Please. I had the best MySpace page. You have like, I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's like music oriented now, but uh, yeah. I know mine was just glitter. A emo, part and of Park. people slash entertainment. What? People <laughs> slash entertainment weekly network own MySpace. I me as shooketh. <laughs> I am closing that tab. Yep, it is gone. I probably got put on some FBI list for that one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Well, Crit, I love hearing about your adventures in WoW, and we got barcodes, Baldur's Gate, barcode gate three. There we go. We'll just call yes. it. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, Cajun and I have had our own adventures this week. We'll go ahead and start yes, with Cajun and, uh, and what type of uh, Pokemaniac type things he's been doing, and then we'll go into our collab stuff. Oh, yeah. I've been taking, I hate to, I can't even call it a trip down memory lane, simply because of the time frame that the games were in my life, I really couldn't get deeply involved into them. Uh, it's generations five through seven, which range from Pokemon X and Y, black and white, black and white to uh, Emerald, 
I mean, um, Fire Red, Leaf Green, that was the remakes of one. And then, of course, the Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon uh, remakes. I played a little bit of them. Never even got to play Black and White and Black and White 2 because I just did not own a DS at the time and I just couldn't because newlyweds and money site and all that fun stuff. But I did have a few things purchased and I the other day I was going through some boxes and I found my old game of Omega Ruby. I found my old game of Ultra Sun and I mean, Ultra Moon and Normal Moon. And I sat there and I was like, what kind of Pokemon do I have on these damn things? And I started going through it. The old the games that I actually owned that were always mine. I don't know what I was doing as a Pokemon trainer. I don't I didn't have Jack Diddley or shit. And it was a sad thing to see that I did not know what I was doing back in the day. Um so I started researching, as one does, what kind of shiny hunting I could do in those games. Because I have I still have my DS that I had eventually got and I knocked the dust off of it and I was like, all right, let's let's take a look see. Apparently, that was the generation that shiny hunting actually really took off. That's when people were really getting into the grind of actually doing shiny hunting. It started with Pokemon X and Y, I believe, and then just hit the gates hard running with Alpha, Sapphire, Omega Ruby, and then into Ultra Moon and Ultra uh, Sun. The odds of some of the hunts were ridiculous. And if y'all have seen it on Twitter, I was flabbergasted. I hate to use that word because it's such a down south <laughs> word, but I was. No, that's an old people word. Th- that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, Welcome um, to the old people club. Yeah, I guess so. But I was just shook at how insane some of the odds were for some of these Pokemon that you could hunt at that time. The One of the ones that I was doing was the fishing method, which on average, the moment you hit 20 in a row, it's like 1 in 100 odds for any Pokemon you just snatch to become shiny, which I didn't see until Sword and Shield uh, for the Guzzlord hunts, as uh, me and Lumi remember fondly. Um... And I was posting like 11 casts. I caught a shiny corefish. I changed yeah. to a different area. 15 casts. Shiny Magikarp. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I'm hunting a dinosaur and sword and shield with 700 eggs, and I can't get it, but I can throw a piece of string into a water 11 times and get a shiny. Hell did I miss <laughs> growing up in these damn generations? So I keep going, and I keep, I'm testing out every single method in all these games. And I w- I've been able to catch some of my bucket list uh, shiny Pokemon and Omega Ruby via their de- Dex Nav thing, where it's basically you hit the button, it forces the Pokemon to appear, you run it, you sneak up on it, you scare it, you fight it, you kill it, wash and repeat. And on average, about 200 in a row, and I get my shiny that I'm looking for. I got a shiny Phantump on my first official run, which I was going to hunt in Scarlet and, I mean, um, Sword and Shield. But now my ass ain't got to no more because I got one. And the second one was Joltik, which is my absolute favorite bug Pokemon of all time because it's one like a one-pound, half-an-inch little turd that you can like stick on your head and he just walks around with you. It's adorable. I wanted it, and I got it. Um, and then I, I moved on to the other ones. I'm still, I'm still theorycrafting Ultra Moon's SOS method. People have had huge success with it. I haven't got it yet. I don't know what the deal is. I think I'm doing it wrong. I'll eventually figure it out. And I want to do their um, wormhole methods, which has uh, 
every legendary and up to that date and every beast from that date that you can catch shiny in there. So it's like when I'm not streaming the main the main port games, I have those. But what's really got me excited is the fact that I forgot that the misses I got the misses a DS for Christmas one year and her friend gave Harrison a 3DS not too long ago and they've been collecting dust and we just passed up fossil week. Uh, it's a big community event in the shiny hunting world where people either hunt fossil based Pokemon in certain games or they sit there and they revive fossils until they get a shiny. And the other big event they have is Safari zone, which is probably the scariest thing for a freaking shiny hunter is trying to hunt things in a safari zone where the shiny has a huge probability of running away just because. And I don't know if it's masochism or if it's just the thrill of the hunt, but now that I have these DSs in my possession and these old games, I am hoping to participate in safari and fossil next year with all these devices and all these old games and see if I can throw my hat in the ring content creation wise and see if, uh, what I can do to have fun with the rest of the shiny community. Cause the shiny community is absolutely phenomenal on YouTube. If um, you ever just type in shiny hunting and you just see the people and the elation they get when that shiny pops up on stream puts mine to shame. It, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing and everybody supports each other and everybody it's like, Hey, you need a, a foreign this or that for your machine method. Yeah, I got you. I'll hook you up. Like it's, it's gorgeous. Um, but the thing that's really got me excited is my local retro shop has half of the games that I've been missing in its display case. And if I can manage to get enough pennies scavenged together, I can have all the games that I missed growing up. Um, well, I say growing up when I had first gotten married. That's Black and White 2, Ultra Sun, and um, the X, that Pokemon X that I done missed place. I don't know where the hell that thing is. So, nostalgia has been heavy on the Nord's heart this week, as it were. Right on the cusp of a new DLC for the mainstream game coming out in two weeks. On my, like, on my birthday week. So, it's going to be all Pokemon all the time for me from the very near future. Which segues way into what me and Lumi have been doing. A bucket list um, event that we've been doing on Wednesday nights. A two-player Nuzlocke called a Soul Lock. Uh, before I let Lumi explain his feelings about it, how, how he's experienced <laughs> it so far, I'll just give you a quick synopsis of how the gameplay works. We are, we both play a randomized copy of the same game. And we're, we're, right now we're doing Fire Red. And whatever Pokemon, it's the same Nuzlocke rule applies. You have one encounter per route, and if you catch it, you keep it. If you kill it, you don't get a Pokemon for that run. And whatever Pokemon I catch is linked up to Lumi's. So if I accidentally get my Pokemon killed in a battle, that means Lumi's Pokemon dies immediately as well. Oh, yeah. So it's like it, it duo. Gets boxed. Oh yeah. It's like duo and hardcore. Like if yes. you, yeah. Yes, and it's like I said, I'm let Lumi explain the details because I want to hear it from his point of view. But <laughs> as a bucket list Nuzlocke, because I've done plenty of Nuzlocke's both on YouTube and on on Twitch, and I've had a lot of fun with them, but doing it like this with somebody else and having that constant fear that I don't want to fuck this up because I might kill their their Pokemon, which, if you didn't watch what happened Wednesday, spoiler alert, <laughs> Lumi, Lumi, Oh, Lumi, poor dogfish. 
Oh, dude, Lumi has been such a great protector of his Pokemon, and I think my like my, I hate to say my um my experience has made me cocky. I already have ruined one run, <laughs> and I've already lost one of our Pokemon in the current run. So, but Lumi has been fantastic, and I'm gonna let him explain his point of view of the uh, the adventures we've been having. Oh uh, yeah, when whatever the stakes are, if it dies, if it if it faints, it's done. You have to release it. Like that's I I I know this like you have to treat it as if it died or something like that. But it's more along the lines of anything more than once is abuse. I guess is kind of how I'm looking at it. So, but I mean, beyond that, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I feel really dumb doing it because I'm not a Pokenut. So I don't know all the Pokemon by heart because I've been pretty much treating Cajun like the Alexa of the Pokemon world. Hey, Cajun, what's the weakness of this monster? That is Pikachu. Its weakness is blah, 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 blah. Like, that's, that's, that's... He's using my ass as a living Pokedex and I'm all about it. <laughs> pretty much. And that's fine. Like, we were using a program called Pokelink, which actually has a built-in um, uh, resistance uh, chart in it, but it breaks kind of the immersion. Luckily, I'm playing it without sound, and there's nothing but music, so it doesn't do too much other than, like, the screen freezes for a little bit and Cajun and I bullshit for a second. But it's it's been a lot of fun, and Cajun's been really helpful. I feel that I'm behind because I'm not familiar, but I have a feeling by the end of this experience, I'm going to be so much further ahead as far as, like, my knowledge on Pokemon and whatnot, uh, which, by the way, um, <clears throat> I had a 10-pack uh, uh, break by Sinvicta, and I ended up getting some really nice cards out of that. I linked that in the Discord server. Dude, uh, like, I, I would, like, people would, like, slap somebody across the face with the luck that Lumi got with some of them pulls. It oh, was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, I, I, just, I just received it today and showed the kids, and they had, like, semi-permanent pog face. So it's... It, it, it was it was a good pull, so I've got to sit with my last year's uh, Sinvicta box break addiction, uh, not addiction, edition. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm thrilled with it. We have this uh, Pokelink program which keeps track of all of our Pokemon and who's died where for how many cookies, and uh, it's been an overall good experience. Um, you should totally load up both of our streams and watch us play on Wednesday nights. Um, if anything, to learn a lot about Pokemon from Cajun. Uh, and other than that, just chill, just sit back, enjoy, and make fun of us, and talk to us, and say hello. Well, if it's after 9 o'clock, I could probably do that, because Wednesdays I, I kind of work until... Yeah, that's like 8 o'clock my oh, time, yeah. so yeah, no, like, it's, we're, we're, we're live, uh, I know Cajun gets on about 8.30 Central, so that's 9.30 your time, Crit. Mm -hmm. I get on, on and I, I'll either... Hunt Pokemon and Shinies and other games that I'm waiting for Lumi, or if Lumi gets on early enough, we'll just start around yeah. nine our time, so ten yours. Yeah, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to talk, you can be in chat, or you can just pop into the broadcast channel and like bullshit with us along the way. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Baldur's Gate is multiplayer too, right? Or has capabilities of multiplayer? It, right? it is, yeah. Does it? I think they yes, actually yes. expanded that in one of the, in its latest patch. Like you can have some ridiculous amount of things so going there, on. So there's a mod that gives you up to sixteen players. Uh, sorry, eight players in single player mode, or is it? It's eight and sixteen, so it's I think it's sixteen in regular game, like single player, and then eight in multiplayer. I'm gonna look up. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I bet you that gets chaotic. I wonder how that's managed, but that's just the the programmer in me understanding. Like, oh, how does that work? So. <laughs> Recruit any PC, any NPC, remove multiplayer character. 
remove multiplayer characters, no party limit. That's the name of the mod. Uh, this will give your avatar and your origin characters a spell. This spell, this spell, add the targeted character to your party. If you cast it on a character already in your party, it will remove them, even multiplayer characters. If you want to be able to recruit the character again, you can remove them from your camp. They'll be teleported automatically, even if they, even when changing acts. Uh, at least for multiplayer characters, some random NPCs won't like, uh, won't like it. Uh, there's no party limit if you recruit with the spell, but there will be if you try recruiting the legit way. My God, can you? So I have one grip in this world, one of many. <laughs> when you're writing something, use proper fucking grammar and spelling. If if English isn't your first language, I, I don't care. I understand. English is terrible. But if English <laughs> is your first language, there, not... This is the locational there. It should be T-H-E-R-E, -E, not T-H-E-I-R. That's possessive. Like, it belongs to... It's their toy. It, it's possessive. It belongs to them. Anyway. Uh, uh, the rage is building. <laughs> Warning, it could break the game. I, I like the, that. These <laughs> characters are in their... Or their characters are in their camp. Yes. We're starting to yes. burn over into the end of the podcast. Let me go ahead and wrap this up real quick. Well, we so, haven't even talked about Starfield yet. Goddamn. Uh, well, well, it's not even Starfield. Oh, a sea of Stars is where I want to go first. Uh, that was yeah, my you... Tuesday game. Oh, my this goodness. Be a longer, longer episode than usual. Uh, you know, yeah, it's our podcast. We do the fuck we want. It'll be three That's hours right. long. Fuck you guys. You have to watch three hours. Well, not really, but... but <laughs> um, so, Sea of Stars is actually really good. It hits all the right nerd nostalgia, and apparently it's been a sleeper release with all my friends, and I, I kind of swore, I remembered linking, I was like, hey, you should wishlist this Steam game. It has all the nerd you remember, and they're like, eh, eh, eh. and it finally came out, and it is literally all the nerd that I remember. While Cajun was running around on his shiny bike with his shiny charm, with his shiny eggs, ma making shiny Pokemon, but not really... Um, Oh, gosh, so we just 370 eggs or something like that is what you had? 700 in total with no shiny. 700 eggs riding around on his bicycle. So, and we're sitting there, we're playing it, and then, of course, it's also your classic uh, SNES RPG experience. There's no voice acting, so I had to read everything, and I it's absolutely love that. Oh, yeah, and we made fun of it along the way. And it, it, it was a lot of fun, but they have the combo moves. They've got quick time events, well, not quick time events, but uh, it's the precursor to quick time events. If you've ever played Super Mario RPG, um, some of the actions that you can do if you hit your A button or Y button or whatever button it is, right when they attack, you could do an extra attack and you can chain more attacks on top of that. That's the kind of gameplay you have to look forward to. One of the moves in there was uh, bouncing a moon boomerang between you and the target. Oh, that was so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I, it was getting up there, too. It was like, bing, 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 bing. It was all, it was a huge blur. I don't know how I was keeping up with it. I think I was, I, I don't know. Muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, there were some other new mechanics in there that was really good, like um, in order to interrupt a, a NPC or put them a turn behind, um, you could... Uh, correspond your attacks with whatever attacks it takes to push the turn back for them if they're doing a multi-turn like spell or ability it, it, it was a lot the sound design is fantastic I love the character design there's also some um, some uh, movie events in there uh, when we met uh, two of the main characters I'm trying not, get, trying not to give too, a lot of spoilers but 
as far as gameplay is concerned, I got chills up my spine of everything that I was experiencing and and all Nordic Cajun could hear is me gushing about how great this game is as he was riding around on his bicycle hatching um, tyrants. Like between right. between that and how you were acting in actual Starfield, like I've never seen a person so happy to play games. It made me happy, just in context. I, I am amazing. I am one for a good epic adventure, and so far Starfield has been that slow burn build up epic adventure that I have been wanting. Space exploration, RPG elements. It has been amazing um it's all voice acted so really it's just me talking about uh some of the th- things that they're saying and some of the gripes and of course some of your classic bethesda mechanics shows up like loading into the main world and the game crashes or mm-hmm. um, two npcs are having dialogue game <laughs> crashes <laughs> oh cajun, cajun scared the crap out of me last night um because i wanted to play some starfield i mean it's, it was a really great game wanted to see what i could do and i was walking through new atlantis and I could have sworn I heard, hey, how you doing? And I was like, that, that NPC sounded just like Cajun, right? And, and you could see me stop and stream. I was like, what the hell was that? Is that Cajun? What the hell? And I look over at, in, at, uh, at, um, at the Discord uh, that I had up over on the other screen. I was like, there's Cajun. I was like, oh, dude. Like, I, I was literally going to go find this character and start up a dialogue with him. Like, dude, this sounds just like you. Scared no, the crap out of me. me. My voice is low enough to be at NPC level. I even said something after that. I was like, I hope you're doing well. And it just, yes, like two NPCs were talking to each other. You're like, what the shit? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so there's some other things I discovered about this game aside from the gunplay, it's your classic Fallout experience without the VATS. Um, there was also some other things that I found out. I was messing around with outposts today, and apparently, you can create uh, supply chains and manufacturing. And things like that, along with uh, uh, building launch pads that you can use to send uh, resources within system and um, interstellarly to other resources areas. So you could set up an entire chain of resources throughout the entire known human civilization across whatever galaxies that we currently occupy. So that was really cool. I'm looking forward to dip into that. Uh, base building is like you would see in Fallout 4. Um, I'm I, I'm having a blast with it. I, I really am. In fact, like as soon as this podcast is done tonight, I'm going to load it up. I'm going to play some more. I don't know if I'm going to do it on a stream or if I want to do it recreationally. Not sure yet. So, yeah, that's that, that's it. So if you tune in and I'm playing Starfield, be ready for spoilers. I've tried to keep this podcast portion spoiler-free because it does go up on YouTube and uh, I can tell you right now, the two games that I'm really happy with, as far as purchase are concerned, Sea of Stars, Starfield, and uh, next on my list will be Baldur's Gate 3 for sure, but that's going to be further down the lane. I've heard people spending 100-plus hours on Act 1, which scares me. Yikes. I so bad. I want to roll dice and, and, and romance big, giant, fiery demon mommies. What? <laughs> oh my bring me those chunkas yeah <laughs> like i'm sorry when you you're scrolling through tiktok and all of a sudden you just see this this fiery demon woman show up and the first thing she says is i want to ride you till you see stars you start feeling kind of way, a certain way <laughs> i'm yeah, just my. like okay so okay wow, it's it's podcast uh, title appropriate that was awesome mm-hmm. good job mm-hmm. that's what i used to pay me the big bucks for them those segues 
So needless to say, this episode has been pretty much one large roundtable of all the cool shit we've been doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good fun. Love it. Absolutely. This week, it's pretty much going to be Cajun. I'm probably going to be doing... I want to play more Sea of Stars, so I'll probably stick with that pattern. Sea of Stars on Tuesday, Starfield on Thursday, Soul Link Nuzlocke on Wednesday with the Nordic Cajuns. So do feel free to tune in to both of our channels and watch the shenanigans as we go along. Episode four, the the uh, the redheaded demon of Cerulean City. Yep, that's right. We gotta we gotta level up just high enough so that way we can beat whatever legendary she's gonna throw at us if I'm it's a legendary. Serious. I'm hoping. Knowing, it's a- my luck, knowing my luck, you're gonna get like a Pidgey and a Hoppip, and I'm gonna get the legendaries that blow up. That's gonna be my luck. Why does she? Why does she have three uh, Entes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a water tra- trainer, bitch. Why you got three fire dogs? Help. We'll check in with Imi and Crit and their adventures in Baldur's Gate three and Wild and uh, World of Warcraft. As we go along, oh, there was another game that I, I sparked Jaime's interest in. Apparently, Dead by Daylight is now doing Xenomorphs. And, yes, uh, that's true. I heard about that. Uh, I'm going to check out some uh, Let's Plays on it, see what it looks like, and see if it's something I'm interested in. But generally speaking, if it involves a Xenomorph, I am interested. Indeed. This they is on... just want to give hugs. Mm-hmm. And this is on top of the new Factorio update that's going to be coming out within the next year and the engine Space. updates. Oh, it's going to be great, and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about it once that happens. But until then, episode 44, I believe, is done. Anybody have anything else to add to this before we we shut the valve off and start the post-show? Yeah. No. Oh, what, what, what's nope. that? Yeah, I have something. What you got? Something. Don't be a dick. <laughs> that is the Nordic theme, uh, Nordic uh, country motto right there. Can't see it, but I'm saluting with both fingers. All right. So, <laughs> with that chat, we're going to end the podcast. Thanks for showing up. And those of you on YouTube, tune in next week for another episode of the UDP broadcast, episode 45, title to be determined. <laughs> It'll be nothing but fun. Uh, it will be nothing but Baldur gatekeeping. <laughs> Baldur's gatekeeping. Yeah, I'm waiting for the gatekeeping in this. I'm I'm waiting for people to start being like, "Well, you're not playing the game the same way I play, therefore you're not as cool as me." I'm That's already the best gatekeeper ever. I am the best. I I am like alpha gatekeeper. Alpha gatekeeper crit. So long, chat. Bye. Later.